everyone, and welcome to the Legion of the Livestream, episode 167, come the 16th of June, 2018. That's right, 2018 years ago, everyone thought it'd be a good idea to nail someone to a tree, because he said, hey, wouldn't it be nice if we didn't kill each other all the time? And they were not ready for that, kids. So, yeah. to celebrate that, all of us together at Legion of Myth would like to tell you, your hosts, who have not nailed anyone to a tree in the last 2,000 years, give or take, are Alex Garthon Marsh and Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. Uh, Garthon, what do you got going on uh, the, this week? Uh, what's, give, give us something personal. Something personal? One, one personal thing that happened to you this week. Hmm. Uh, is there something I'm supposed to be saying, or you just have no, a question? No, this is just boom. Something personal? Something funny, well, something stupid. Something funny? I had to repair a machine that had that was handed off to me because the original guy fixed it, kept getting bad parts, so that company called me in to fix it, and I walk in there, don't worry, sir, I shall fix your machine because I am part of the original equipment manufacturer. My parts are always genuine from the factory. And uh -huh. I put my parts in, and they were bad. All right. So I looked like an idiot. That yes, was fantastic. <laughs> that was great. And then I got new other parts, and they were good. But uh, still, you end up looking like a tool. Yeah, yeah. Like I look like a total tool. Like those people yeah. don't know how to fix this machine anyway. Oh wait, I had the exact same problem. Oh well, wow, I'm a, I'm a jackass, and I charge twice as much as them. I'm a jackass. Great. Yeah, there you go. Great. Great. Uh, for me, uh, today I dropped off my family at the airport to go to Pennsylvania and uh, like normally, permanently like you're rid of no, them. No, no, not, not permanently just for a while because you know, every once in a while I need to have a cavalcade of women, like a revolving door of ladies just coming in and out of here. Oh, well, it's understandable. I know how that yeah. is. So, you know, now it's, now it's my time. That's right. Time to dust off the book and start calling those long distance numbers to foreign locations in East Asia. That's expensive. <laughs> well, you know, you got to pay for the best. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And Speaking then, of the and best, then they, what do we got going on today? Well, today we're going to talk about Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma. We're talking about the Hero System, Champion 6th Edition Character Generation. Oh, yeah. On the last time, RPG Fundamentals, you talked about the system. Now you're yes. building a character. Oh, we're not going to finish it. Building a character is a process. You're not as very good at it then. I should have put part one in here. Part all you got to do to make a character is put all your points into a 30d6 rage killing attack, and you win. Actually, uh, you can put all your if you do all the they they gave you more points than than in fourth and fifth edition. So you could get uh, a low. The, what I'm doing is a low powered superhero. That's 300 points. Oh wow, that is a change. Yeah. A so change. Uh, divide that by five, and you get what? What, 300 divided by 5? 60. 60? Yeah, 60 D6. You can have a, with with absolutely no limitations whatsoever, 60 D6 range killing attack. Well, that would be a normal attack. Killing That'd attacks normal are attack. different. 60 D6 normal attack. The range kill attack would be, what, half? Uh, one quarter. One quarter? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and you can pretty much kill anyone. One third. One third, because 15 point. Anyway. Wait, yeah, it's, it's five points for a D6 of normal attack, and... 15 yeah, and for... if you if you get charges of one, so you can only do it one time a day, you can actually destroy the world. Yeah. Then you got to put OAF on that. Anyway, uh, in Garthod's comic poll, we're going to talk about Justice League number one. The new Justice League number one. Not the last Justice League number one. This Justice League no, number no. one is a different number one than the other Justice yes. League number one. Our brand new number one. That's right. Uh, Man of Steel number three and new Superman and the Justice League of China number 24. I wrote down New Superman because that's a lot of that's stuff. That's real right? long. That's, that's real long. long. And the RNG were to ask, 
Are there too many video game remasters happening? No. See, you no! just ruined the whole segment. I'm going to delete it right now. Because you've already <laughs> ruined it. There's no surprise. No RNG anymore. Thanks, Heathen Dog. Thank Heathen Dog, kids. <laughs> Memories of married children. Thank your father, kids. Thanks, Dad. Uh, all right. Also, a special thank you, unlike to Heathen Dog, to our top oh. subscribers. Was that Superman or Superman? That was Superman. All of it is Superman. I wrote man, didn't I? Yeah, it's all man. All Supermans. There's all a lot man, of Supermans. So, we'd like to thank our top subscribers through Twitch, Alphanine, Baldahar, Beetlebear, Deep Sad Dauber, or Deep Sea Dauber. I thought it was Deep Sad Bobber. Sean Ooh. Butts, Rises, this guy, oh! And through Hi. Patreon, Hicks206, Sheriff, and Hungarian. Thank you very much. We greatly appreciate your subscriptions. Also, Streamlabs, Baldahar. The old Norfolk Violation Fund, Heathen Dog, Level Down and Cackerel Armor Lover, Special Fires, and New to Gaming. Through Twitch, cheers, Zon, Tram, XXM, aka Zon. Through PayPal, on 51 and Max Civilov, and through various video games, Baldar. Through donations yeah. of video games. Thank you very much. Be sure to like, subscribe to the video, comment, subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. It's your donations that keep this cavalcade of fun rolling and ensures that Heathen Dog is always ready with fresh insults and quips to hurt me deeply and make me cry silently to myself. Cut to the quick. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I start crying through Twitch, YouTube, tweet us, we'll tweet back, Discord, and all other available options. And the audio version is, of course, available through SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Yes. Support us in many various ways as well through Patreon, Street Labs, PayPal, Giddy our gear at shop.stretcher.com, or cheering us when you're watching on Twitch. We'll talk more about that later because that's what we do. And as always, the opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Yay. Like, like, subscribe, and follow. Now, everyone... Wait, wait, that, that's all except for my opinions because my opinions are law. Your opinions aren't even law in your own house. Well, they are right now. Your wife's yeah. gone, so you're oh, good. Oh, baby. That's right. Ha! Master. Well, I got, the, I got the cavalcade, but... Yeah, the cavalcade. Well, you know, that's, you know... A, they don't get a vote. They're hours, you know. Yeah. You know, paid employees don't get votes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but remember, people, when you're sad, when things are blue, you go on your Twitter feed and you see the world is falling apart. People you once respect you, you realize you're idiots. People you thought are idiots are actually bigger idiots. When all is sadness and darkness around you, when your favorite song can no longer cheer you up, when your life is mud puddles instead of rainbows, there is one thing to get you through it. One thing, my friends, and I bring that to you right now. It is Heathen Dogs Tabletop Gaming Fundamentals. Wow, that was awesome. <laughs> you got to write that down. Okay. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, last time on the tabletop gaming fundamentals we actually went over the fundamentals of champions it's a hero system it's a specific hero system that deals with superhero comic book style and today i'm going to go through character generation because it is the best part of the process you get to you get to make whatever you want and your vision can be complete reality on paper no compromise no no uh, no cutting corners nothing you can have exactly what you want and I'm going to walk you through it. 
first let's take a look at uh, the game itself. The publication dates has gone through six editions, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, from 1981 to 2010. Uh, publishers hero games you can get the pdf of this champions complete book for twenty dollars the soft co- soft cover black and white edition if you if you like the physical copy like i do you can get it for 40 and if you get it on ebay you're better than i am because i couldn't find it <laughs> still i mean i didn't search for an hour but i searched for a good 15 minutes on ebay i would and... think just a simple ebay search it should show up you'd think but no no i mean uh other uh ancillary like source books come up but not this main book so okay fourth edition lasted a long time it, no, no, it did. that's over 20 years that's the, that's the one i have that's a, that's so, a good edition yeah well not anymore i i bought this so i could you know yeah read it. yeah yeah good idea i did all right now building a character these are the steps it tells you in the book that you need to do first step you and your gm come up with your power level this is your the uh the starting character points that you get to build your character you can go from uh fbi agent to uh very competent normal to uh superman which is you know galactic level power and you get a a commensurate number of starting points and then you go and you build your characteristics all of your stats and then you get your skills and you get your perks which are special resources like uh money game or you know stuff like that you know it, it doesn't have a role it's not a power but it does affect gameplay then you get talents these are uh, these are special, special abilities that, like, you have, like uh, a didic memory or uh, uh, linguistic genius, stuff like this. It does affect the game, but it's much it's much more for flavor. And then, of course, at the end, whatever points you have left over, you get to spend on powers. Just powers, because they're cool. It's hey, I found one on eBay. How much is it? $18, plus $10 shipping. Oh, so $28. Yeah. Okay, twenty-eight bucks. You can get on. You can get a physical copy. Is it black and white or is it color? It looks like the normal book. Looks like color. Look, the cover is color. I don't know. Okay, well, well all right. Well, that's probably right. Okay, so let's head on over now. What they didn't tell you in the con- in the in the gen- in the character generation process is before you even get with your game master, you need to have an idea for your character. You have to have the concept clear in your mind. What kind of character, what kind of person is he going to be? What kind of powers do you want him to have? Not specific powers, mind you, but a general area. Do you want to be a pyromancer? you want to be a wizard? you want him to be an alien? you want to be an Iron Man type, you know, technological hero? You need to have this going in because if you don't have this at least semi-clear in your head going in, you're going to go to a page one rewrite three or four times and it'll lengthen this process dramatically. You and your GM can work together. Uh, to together with your concept, you can he can help you find useful powers and skills. He can help you fit your powers into frameworks to stretch your points. Well, it's also uh, helpful if uh, to if you're making a team or your characters are going to form a team. It's always helpful with the other players and kind of like match your character, your powers work right. together. That you don't it's end not up necessary, with. It's but it's helpful, a good idea. especially when it's thematic yeah. for a superhero team. You don't want to right. end up with three guys who are Wolverine. You right, know. right. Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah, just, just yeah. too many Wolverines. Now, of course, you want to get with your GM before you crystallize your character anyway, uh, before you really tell him about it, because he may have house rules that nullify your character. Like, I have a character who, who can go faster than the light, is intangible and completely invisible to all senses. Sweet, your character's a, a useless. Of, yeah, a lot of those powers are uh, GM optional. So 
you're going to want to get with your GM to talk about house rules before you start. Faster than light and can cross dimensions. There you go. That's that a, that you Technically, you could get that if the GM allows it. I wouldn't, but that's how you do it. Okay, so. And I'm always in My concept. What's my concept? I decided I want to make an avatar of the sun. It's just a guy. Just a guy who is in the right or wrong place at the right or wrong time, depending on your point of view. And the the living spirit of the sun tapped him to be its avatar on the earth. That sounds good. Yeah, okay, cool. Now, uh, he's just a guy. Just a dude. He is a low-rent private eye. He does, you know, cheating spouses, um, uh uh, finding people to, to get them summonses and stuff like that. You know, he's just low end bounty hunter work. What's that? Low end bounty hunter work. The real safe stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The real, real safe stuff. Yeah. Uh, just living paycheck to paycheck, just trying to make ends meet type guy. And at the beginning of the story, he just gets his powers just then. Okay. So my idea of him. Okay, he's going to be a speedster, right? He's an avatar of the sun. The sun is is light and heat. So the light portion, I figure he'll be able to move really fast. So he's going to have a high dex, have high speed, and he's going to fly really fast. All right? Now, maybe while he's flying, he's also partially intangible because maybe he turns into light, right? It sounds like he's so, the avatar of light, not of the sun. Those don't sound like sun powers. Well, I haven't gotten in. Yeah, I'm, I'm here, messing with you. I'm messing yeah. with you. And so maybe while he's flying, he's highly resistant to physical attacks because they pass right through him. Uh, maybe he can even phase through things. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, he's light's good at going through things like bricks and walls. Probably not so much. Yeah, I mean, if, if, later on. I know I I'm messing. I'm just as the game master, I nix that later on. <laughs> uh, maybe he's solar powered. Maybe he's, of course, he's got light blast probably or heat blast. Maybe he can maybe. fly through windows. And he's probably got a flash attack of some kind, like a burst, like a blinding flash of light That'd be attack, good. You know? Solar yeah, flares, sunburns. Yeah, solar flare type thing. Yeah, he's probably got that. Cause cancer. Okay, great. All right, Whoa. so let's let's get to the beginning. So in the beginning, uh, first thing is power level. Okay, what power level are we starting at? Well, we're going super heroic because it's champions, comic book game. And we're going to go low power because he's literally the first adventure he is the first part of the adventure he's just a dude right so he just got his powers to go 300 points you look on the chart to to your right you see the normal the heroic and the super heroic uh character point starting points a standard normal guy's got 25 points all right a standard elite agent like like a super spy type guy 175 and i'm starting the low powered you know or youthful superhero is 300 now, if you want to go, you know, Superman or All Might or whatever, you're going between 650 and 750 plus. It's a lot of points. Yeah, it's a lot of points. So uh, why did I choose these options? Well, because my character just got his power. So he wouldn't have all the experience of an important or a nation's greatest superhero yet. So he'd have the 300 point total. And I don't want to be here crunching a thousand points all day. Yeah. The more points you have, the That's harder That's more like it is. Silver Surfer level. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So over 750 is Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer. Herald of Galactus, uh, Galactus yeah, type yeah, stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. You're up there. You know, you've got lots of points to spend. I'm not, I don't want to be here all day doing that. All right, so next we have our characteristics. Okay, first I got to explain the characteristics, and then I'll tell you where I put my points. All right. Now, first is strength. It's your carrying capacity, uh, jumping, lifting, and damage for our hand-to-hand combat. Okay? It's important because oh. it's how strong you are. Exactly. The base is 10. You start with 10. If you want to go higher than 10, you get a 
plus one for every one character point you dump into it. Seems seems straightforward. Dex, this is your agility and reaction time. All right, another again, base 10. And to get a plus one, you need to put two character points into it. The reason being is because Dex has a lot more combat relevant skills that are based off of the attribute. Right, Dex is a very powerful attribute. Exactly, so So it's more important to cost more. Constitution, this is your health and hardiness. This is uh, uh, how you will, how you would resist poisons or being, you know, uh, being stunned, stuff like that. Uh, again, start base ten, and it's a one for one. Plus one equals one character point. Then we go to the next page, and we have our uh, mental characteristics: intelligence, your reasoning, and perceptiveness. This is a, uh, this is the second most important for for skills because uh, outside of combat, most skills that are that are uh, very useful that aren't straight up intimidating people are based off of intelligence but you can always spend points to raise the skill anyway yeah you can spend points to raise a skill but if you spend points to raise the stat all your skills go up because they're figured from the statistic yes but there's pros and cons to both there's pros and cons i'm looking at also it's like max stats and things yeah uh basic well you're in a superhero campaign there's no max unless your game master says there is and then you're not in a superhero campaign you're in a heroic one that's the way that's the, that's the way they say it in the book so anyway uh you're base 10 and it's a one for one progression ego this is your willpower this is uh how well you resist torture or mental attacks and uh base is of course again 10 and it's a one for one deal presence this is uh this is the last bit of the uh, the important skills this is uh your charisma and force of personality you want to intimidate seduce uh cajole someone the skills are going to be based off this and again, your base of 10 plus one to get uh, to get plus one. You have one character point and one for one thing. Now, what's we got? OK, now these are your other statistics They're I, I categorize them as fighting stats and surviving stats. The fighting stats are important in combat. They come up in combat. The surviving stats help you survive the combat when you invariably get hit. OK, so we'll go to the fighting stats first. OCV. That is offensive combat value. Offensive combat value. Thank you. This is your accuracy in combat. Hand-to-hand, range combat, doesn't matter. Physical combat. Your base is three. To get a plus one, you have to spend five character points. So expensive, such a low base total because it is an extremely important stat. This is a comic book action role-playing so game. So is OCV no longer a figured stat? No, no. In sixth edition, they got rid of the all the figured statistics. They're all just statistics now. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. See that, that that's why that's why I only talked about the main stats, how they pertain to skills, because that's all they pertain to now. Hmm. I know, I know. It's it's got pros and cons. But don't I, worry, we'll I'm looking thing. for the pros. <laughs> they 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 give you a, a more more points to make up for not linking these to your main stats. And then you have the DCV, your defensive combat value. This is your evasiveness in combat. This is you, uh, how well you do not get hit by someone else's OCV. And the base is three, and it's a plus one. Uh, if you want to get plus one, you have to spend five character points. And you have two others. This is your offensive mental combat value and defensive mental combat value. This is how well you attack and or evade from a mental attack psionic attack of some kind 
and again base of three. But because it's it's less, uh, it's illegal to see again. Yeah, it, it occurs less often, so it's not as expensive to raise up because it's not as valuable as the OCV and DCV. Right. So it costs less. Absolutely. And then there's your speed. Higher your speed, the more times you go in a uh, in a segment or a round. Uh, in, in this game, the round where everybody goes, everybody finishes all their actions, is called the segment. Now, in this edition, what is considered a normal speed? A normal speed, uh, a base of two, is a normal person speed. That means they go twice. Right, but for printed characters in the book, what's their average for speed? For printed characters in the book, they average about, for a superhero campaign, uh-huh. four or five. Okay, so that hasn't changed. Five? Okay. I just was with other changes. I thought it might have changed it to a point where, since just buy on my stats, why not buy a twelve speed? Twelve speed is good. Well, you can, you can buy a twelve speed. It just costs you hundred and twenty points. points. Yeah. No. Well, you start off a base of two. Oh, 100 points. So, Pff, totally base, worth it. I would do it every points. time. Okay. Uh, you start base two. To get one higher, you have to spend ten character points per speed point. Now, this is this is a no brainer <laughs> because. Uh, the difference between two and four is twice the amount of actions per segment. Yes, it is. So you go twice as much as the normal guy. So uh, if, if you do equal damage, have equal OCV, you're going to win because you're hitting twice as often and That's doing, on right. average, twice as much damage. That's right. And you're also using twice fire. as much endurance to do it. You are using twice as much endurance to do it. True. But, hey, you know what? The fight's not going to last that long. If you're doing twice the damage as the other guy. That's true. You can always take recoveries and rounds where other people are acting. True. Or if you have a 12 speed, you could always use round seven where no one goes. Oh, wait. They used round seven. Nope. Now is one. They changed that now. Well, round one when no one else goes. You yes. can just recover. Right. Now. Duncan says survive. he wants max ego, minimum intelligence, minimum evasiveness to mental combat. So he's a brick. Yeah. He's a brick. He and wears he needs to get a juggernaut helmet real quick because the only smashes. way to deal with bricks is to hit him with a mind whammies. Ah, but he has max ego. Oh, well, then there you go. All right, now, these are the surviving stats. When you do invariably get hit or use powers or or uh, try to recover from physical or mental exertion, these are the important parts. PD is physical defense. This is the, the amount of innate damage resistance you have to physical attacks. All right? Now, these are to normal physical attacks, not killing attacks. Like, a boxer has conditioned his body to withstand normal physical punishment. You try, you know, you as a normal person, try and punch uh, a heavyweight boxer, see how that goes. Yeah, it's not going to work out well for you. It's not going to work out well for you. But you shoot him in the face, he's going to die just like you. Unless you sucker punch him. No, even if you sucker punch him, you're not a boxer. He, he's not going to go down. That's true. He'll just be really mad. He'll just be really mad because it stung a little. And things won't be work out well for you after that. Yeah, no, you're done. Now, uh, ED is energy defense. It's the exact same thing, only for all types of energy. You know, plasma blasts, lasers, lightning, whatever. Kinetic is energy. Now, both of these have a base of two, and to raise them, it's a one-for-one, one-for-one trade. You to get a plus one, you spend one character point. Now, recovery. Recovery is how quickly you recover from fatigue. Now, everything in this game, almost everything in this game, initially, uh, takes recovery to use superpowers you you, ha you have to spend endurance and recovery uh, gives you back your endurance even using your strength like uh, using more than five points of strength will start to make you fatigue 
and you have to use your recovery to recover that back. The base starts at four and you get an automatic recovery at the end of the segment. It's called the post 12 post phase 12 segment. That's right. Where at the end of wherever, when everyone's taking their turn, everyone takes the post phase 12 segment and everyone gets to take their recovery as long as they're conscious. They get, they which, get their recovery back. Which does create some, which mechanics wise works well for a game. But if you, people like always to point out, well, if this is a real person using game stats, and in Champions, with the post-Phase 12 recovery and and those average human stats for the game, a normal person can run indefinitely. Yes. Yes, Full that, speed. that is a problem. That, that but, is a problem you know, uh, it's a superhero game. I know. It's a, it's, a, it's a superhero game. What do you want? Even if you're playing normal hero system, it's just, you know, it's a game. Get over it. Yeah, yeah, get over it. Now, Endurance. This is your personal energy reserve. All right. Every time you exert yourself, this stat will go down by the amount that you've that you've exerted yourself. And like I said, you get it back on the, the post post uh, phase 12 recovery, which is your recovery stat four. now. Uh, let's say you have the strength of 10. You use uh, one endurance for every five points of strength you exert. So if you exert your full 10 points in strength, you've used two endurance. Ooh, I did that math in my head. I was good. Good job. And uh, if you use powers, every every five character points worth of powers that you use, you use one endurance. So let's say you have a 10d6 damage energy blast. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. For every five points, you get a 1d6. So you spent 10 endurance by firing that blast one time. Makes sense. There you go. And then we go down to the, your body stick. This is your hit points. This is your hit points. When you reach zero body, you start dying. When, when, once you get uh, once you get low enough, you're just dead. Low that, against negative. That's in, bad. In, in D&D, they had this. You know, you go to negative whatever, neg- negative 10 before you die in second edition. And in, uh, in, in fifth edition, uh, you can go to what? Neg- negative what before you die? Infinite. Really? Yeah. You just can't die? The uh, the only way to die is to fail three death saves. Oh, three tests in a row. That's right. Fail yeah. three tests in a row. No, right. not in a row. Just period. Oh, period? Okay. Yeah. Before someone comes and help you. Right. Okay. Stun. Now, this is your... Uh, well, I guess uh, being thrown in lava will kill you. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some stuff that you just really die, die from. Now, uh, this is your non-lethal hit points. Now, when I say non-lethal, I mean like uh, uh, if you get a knockout blow on you. It's not necessarily going to kill you because it wasn't enough damage to bring you to less than zero health hit points or body, but uh, it was it was enough to deplete you of your of all of your stun, and you lose consciousness. So when you get to zero stun, you go unconscious. Your base is twenty, so it's pretty good. You know you, you can take a you can take a couple of hits before you go down, and to raise it, plus two. You have to spend one character point. Same for hit points. Endurance is much more expensive, uh, actually much, much less expensive. You get five for one character point. So, you know, because it's a superheroic campaign and these energy blasts cost a lot of endurance. So there you go. Now, we got those characteristics out of the way. What will I buy? Nothing. Why? Because like I said, in the beginning of the game, this he's a literal normal guy. I am keeping the stats exactly the same. The only thing special about him is circumstance. He was tapped 
all, all so his, his powers didn't increase his stats at all? Nah. All right. There is a power called characteristic increase. That's what I'm going to use. See, I want all of I want it to be solar power, right? <laughs> so basically, so you just want, want to buy your stats cheaper. As, as a game master, we always called well, that. No, 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 no. Almost See, if, cheating. If, listen to me. Listen to me. If if I buy characteristics straight, then then they'll always be on. They'll but always, if you have them only have when them, you're in the sun or only in costume, special. and then I only have my stats then, and then they're cheaper too. But it's it, I'm going. going I'm not saying it's thing. wrong. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm going for the thematic thing. You know, he's going to be solar powered. So the moment the sun goes down, he's a completely normal guy again. Completely normal guy. All right. So that that that's what I was. That was the theme I was going for. So I've spent nothing. I still have my three hundred. All right. So what's next? Skill. A supervillain who attacks you at night. And I'm going to get a bonus. <laughs> for all my powers because they only work during the day oh wow yep by session yeah. three you'd be attacked at night <laughs> Probably. and i'm both that's that then i gotta roll with something you know you gotta work it out <sighs> anyway here we go skill types there are uh five main skill types agility based skills these are based on decks uh for three character points you can get any, almost any of these skills and your role is going to be nine plus your stat divided by three or less. For example, let's say you have a normal dex, 10. 10 divided by three is 9.3 repeating. Well, in this game, in every, in every skill, in every stat, in every number except for speed, if it's 0.4 or less, you round down. 0.5 or higher, you round up. 9.3 repeating, round down to nine. I'm sorry, uh, th three, 3.3 repeating, round down to 3. 9 plus 3 is 11. I have to roll on 3d6 to get a success on a dex-based skill on 11 or less, which is actually pretty good. Think about it. That is yeah, a 3, a 4, and a 4. That's I have a better-than-average chance of rolling that right out of the gate. Okay, and it cost me three character points. Now, if I want to raise this individually, instead of raising my decks, I could raise this skill individually. For To get a plus one, I have to spend two more character points. And I could do that for as long as I want. I could get a skill of 100 minus. I could. It's ridiculous, but I could do it. Anything, I, above, I, anything above 17. And really, the super level doesn't say anything in the book about campaign maximums. It's, there's no maximums? There isn't. There is no maximum on skills. You can be that good. Or stats? Or there powers? is a maximum on stats if you're playing a normal or heroic campaign. But a super heroic, there's no max. But a super heroic campaign, it, it says that the uh, characteristic maxima, is what they call it, mm -hmm. is definitely not recommended. Hmm. Now, now there's background skills. These are catch-all non-combat skills. All right. Uh, th this is this is stuff that, uh, that you know. Like uh, in your real life, you're a uh, you're a banker you have bank you have banking knowledge skill you have knowledge of general banking you're you're an assistant manager at your local branch of chase morgan or whatever and you have a straight 11 or minus or stat depending on the skill and sometimes you can even choose and the, the cost of this varies depending on on the skill but uh, it's usually around plus one equals two character points as well 
Then you have your combat skills. All of these assist you in combat in some way. Examples are combat levels. You can get combat levels in a specific attack variety, like uh, hand, uh, bare knuckle hand-to-hand -hand attack. I have plus two combat levels. That means my OCV for fisticuffs is plus two. It doesn't affect uh, firearms. It doesn't affect fighting with a bow staff or, or flamethrower or ninja stars or whatever. Just hand-to-hand -hand combat, bare knuckled hand-to-hand -hand combat. And of course, if you want, you can also get you know, machine gun or pistol or throwing stars or whatever. And uh, there's no skill roll for this because it just gives you a bonus to your combat rolls. And the cost varies depending on how general or specific the help is. If it's if it's uh, like all ranged firearms, it's going to cost much more than, a, a, you know, a Glock 9mm. Now, uh, the next two are intellect intellectual skills i don't know why i put intellect skills that's dumb all these are obviously based on intelligence these are your your knowledge skills all right this is uh chemistry biology uh it's all your science skills but it's also uh, uh scholarly skills as well and uh this one is uh three character points for the same nine plus your stat divided by three or less and to raise it, it's again, the same same thing. Two character points will get you a plus one. And then there's interaction skills. These are based on your present stat. And these are three characters, same thing. It's the, the, it's the same basic role and the same basic uh, buying thing. Now, there are skill enhancers you can also buy. All right, these are range from one character point to three character points. And they affect all of the, of the skill types intellect interaction depending on what you buy for example a jack of all trades all of your professional skills uh the the uh, background skills i was talking about you know banking financier uh private investigator police officer uh the, this will give you a either a bonus to your skill role or a uh, or a rebate in buying the skill linguist you get a rebate when buying all languages scientist you get you get a bonus or a rebate in buying all of in buying or using all of your science skills you know like that and of course, there's well connected. This is uh, these are special, uh, special things where you can get contacts and and people who owe you favors. Now, this isn't directly affecting you know fights or in the game stuff like that, but it's really good you know between fights, investigation, or behind the scenes stuff. You can really use those contacts and favors to your advantage. Now, uh, special skill categories. The, these are these are the kind of things you buy, and uh, I'm going to ask Garthon later on to blow up to full screen so we can all read the the table on the right, because I want it all in there, but I couldn't. This table it. right here. The right skill now? roll table. No, not right now. Not right all now. Right. After I'm after I explain the skill. I category. got excited. Okay. Well, now, I saw Garth got the country a few times here where he gets in trouble and he seems to cool off. Yes. Well, it helps. Yeah, it's true. Now there are three <laughs> three three levels of uh, of skills. There's familiar familiarity proficiency and competency familiarity is skills you've been exposed to uh maybe you've read about this never actually done it definitely not professionally trained but you you can get an eight or less role in it that means on 3d6 if you roll an eight or less you succeed in doing it Ooh. all right but this only costs one character point rather than three only costs one and later on if you want to bump it up you don't have to pay that one again. You only pay two more, boom, you got a full-blown skill. And then the next level is proficiency. Now, this one is you've read about it. You've done it a couple times, but you're not professionally trained. 
This is a 10 or less roll. And it costs two character points. And again, just like familiarity, if you want to buy it up, one more character point will make you three. Boom, you're proficient. And proficient gives you the 11 or less or based on your stat. And then there's every band skills. This is different depending on your campaign setting. This is a list of skills that everyone in your area with your background would know. For example, uh, Garthon and I, we grew up in the United States. We graduated high school and we lived in uh, suburban areas. So we would know driving. We were trained. We, we have practice in it. We have the full-blown skill of driving. Computer operation. Well, we're talking to you right now over the internet. Obviously, we can operate a computer. Uh, and uh, we both, I think we both had some level of formal training in, in computer operation. So full-blown skill. Uh, the area knowledge of where you live or where you've grown up or both. You may have that. Boom. And there's lots of other examples depending on, like I said, where you grew up and what your background is. And you get all of those for free. The book allows you to get them for free. Which makes sense. Yes. There's no use making people spend points stuff that everyone's going to know. Exactly. Exactly. Now, if, if your character is from an alien planet, your everyman skills are going to be different. Some of them may not even apply on Earth. Right. Your your drive skill from Glufal 7 does not apply to Earth does, vehicles. Does not yet. Yeah, your, your license does not carry over to Earth. Sorry. That we, 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 don't, we don't have any uh, uh, gravitic drive vehicles. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, now, uh, blow up the skill roll table and we can look at But the rules the of acquisition apply roles. everywhere. Now, uh, as you can see, familiar, proficient, and competent are 8, 10, and 11. That We already, already went through those. But it also it also gives you, if you have uh, a 12 minus or a 13 minus, you're considered skilled. 14 to 15, very skilled. 16 to 17, highly skilled. Now, this is the most most people get because rolling an 18, that's all sixes, is an automatic failure. Automatic failure. But Heathen Dog, why would I want a skill above 18 then? Because there's situational modifiers. If you're <gasps> under a time crunch, if you're being shot at, you're going to get a minus to your skill. Having a skill of 18, 19, or 20 or more will offset some of those modifiers to still give you a high chance of success. That's why you'd want to buy a skill of maybe 20, 21, 22, if it's really important to you. You want to make sure you never, ever, ever, ever fail your modeling skill. Never. Blue steel all the That's way. That's right. All right, let's go back to normal size, and we will go to see what I bought. This is what I bought. I bought acting because a, a low-rent private eye has to, I figured, would have to do this in some capacity. I almost got it as, as a, uh, what do you call it? I almost got it as a proficient instead of competent. I decided, oh, I'll pop for the extra character point, whatever. Bribery, you know, bribing doormen, uh, bribing uh, street uh, street toughs, stuff like that to get information. Yeah, uh, a, a low bra pirate, I would probably do that. Charm. I definitely almost got this as just familiarity, because but, a lower. But you're actually I, charming. Yeah, but I want I wanted to actually be charming, so I did that. Duncan's combat for alien everyday skills are AI conversations, cerebral first aid, high pork weaving, and animal husbandry. I guess for all those cow probes. They do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you want to do that. Uh, combat driving. I decided to get that because I've been chased by a lot of angry spouses who I've taken their picture of. Yeah, maybe you went and... to Vegas and took those uh, those driving courses as well. You never know. Yes, yes. 
offensive and defensive driving. I took those courses, so I got my thing. Concealment, you know, that, that's not just for discover, hiding things. It's also discovering hidden things. So if, so if someone's hiding something, this will help me find it. Like if they're hidden in a room somewhere, like an event or, or, in, or in, inside a panel on the wall or something like that, I'll be able this will help me find it. Uh, conversation. This is not just like talking to folk like, hey, how's the weather? How about them fillies? No, this is uh, it actually list, uh, says it. it is getting information, tricking people to give you information through the blanket uh, smokescreen of casual conversation. Which a useful skill. Useful Deduction. Now, this one, I I really fought with the GM on this one. You don't have a GM. Because that's, that's me. All I right. fought with myself on this one. Well, I hope you won. I, I did because I got it. Because a, a low rep private eye really don't don't tell the GM I said this, but has no business having this as a full blown skill. Well, just because they're low rent doesn't mean they're not good at it. This might be bad I'm, business. I'm saying that he's not good. That's why he's still absolutely normal. All right. Okay. Now, language Spanish, because talking to the help or overhearing the help, thinking that you don't know Spanish is very, very helpful in uh, finding a rich client who's trying to trying to give you the, the runaround or trying to ditch you, stuff like that. Or just hearing the dirt, like, oh, he, he, he takes his mistress over to the Four Seasons all the time. Aha! You know, the help, the help talks about that when they think you're, they're not listening or don't understand. That's and true. He knows that. Lock picking. Duh. I mean, that was no brainer. Oh, yeah. Persuasion. This is actually convincing someone into your way of thinking for at least a short period of time. Talking your way into places that you're not supposed to be. Figured he'd need that too. His professional skill is private detective. So anything uh, knowledge wise about private detective, you know, anything, anything about the, the, uh, the profession itself. I would roll this. All right. Shadowing is following someone. Yeah. Obviously, I would yeah. need that. Streetwise, I would want to know before I got into a certain part of town if it was a good part of town or a bad part of town. I want to know that. I learned that pretty quick, especially as a low rent private. You also know your gang signs and your, your exactly. tags and whatnot. Exactly. Now, add all this up, and I have 262 left. And you ain't done nothing yet. Ain't done nothing yet. But that's... That's our time. It's going to have to wait till next time. But don't worry. This this took the most time. Everything else will go definitely in the next session. What we've gone through. We've gone through power level and concept. We've gone through the characteristics. The basic stats and all of the fighting and survival stats. We've gone through the skills. Abilities that are learned or practiced. You know, And we fleshed out that I am a, I am a private eye. I'm a little better than I should be, but that's just me taking license. All right, I have a question for you. Since I'm not going to be here, what point? Well, actually, no, uh, next time's anime. This is the time after. Yeah, I'm not going to be there. Oh, okay. Gone for two weeks. The or will I be back for that one? No, I won't be back. So the what point break are you giving yourself on the stuff you bought for only during the day? I want to talk about that with the powers, but it's going to be between one half and three quarter. The game master is pushing hard for the one half. I'd push for one quarter. See, normally, no, I, I, he he tried to he tried that on me too. The sob tried that on me. I said, "Listen, how about this? Okay, it's not just during the day. 
I'll even I'll even take more that that if you actually shield him from ambient solar radiation even during the day he also loses his power. So in the shade? No, 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 no. See, indoors. Solar radiation goes through clouds. Solar radiation goes through radiation goes through buildings. He just has to have a certain amount. Now going through. So the not when blocked by the... lead. Yes. Yes. Still a one a, quarter. A quarter. Maybe inch of one lead half. Maybe a one half. That see that's probably what the GM's going to buy the one half. At most, this way, because even though you say, well, the day is only half the time, really? Are you awake and fighting crime all night and all day? No. So you're asleep for the. Trust me, I've had this conversation before, but yeah, I've tried I'm to. Sure you have. Yeah. I, I, I can sweet talk the GM. I can bribe him. I'm sure you can. You can buy half. him alcohol and still agree with you. Yeah. Into one half. I can do it. <laughs> so next time, we're going to go over perks. Those are those uh, those special resources. Perks are good. I've talked about. And uh, talents. These are these are the uh, the stuff that you're just happen to be really good at. These are your 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 natural talents that that uh, in this instance make you above and beyond in this certain area. And then of course we're gonna go through the powers, which are awesome. Which are awesome. Now I will give you a sneak peek on the powers. I I first wanted flight. I started doing the math, and to get the kind of flight I wanted, I wanted super fast flight. I wanted almost instantaneous acceleration and i wanted zoom zoom that costs like 220 character points yeah, by stuff. itself so i went a different way i went teleportation and exists between point a and point b do they still have a mega movement yes they do See, and i but sense. it's only for non-combat right right and right. i use that right okay in cool right so I use teleportation, but with the limitation that I exist between the two points. And that's exactly what I was looking for. And it's much cheaper. Fair enough. Yes. But uh, th that was it. That was it for me. Uh, if you have any questions about uh, about champions, if you have any questions about what I've done, just like Garthon, he had questions about so many about questions, so many questions about the, about the skills. And he asked them. That's fine. You can ask him, too. Please do. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and throw them in the comments below and I will get back to you. If you're watching this right now on, on Twitch, go ahead and throw them up in chat and, uh, and I will answer them. Uh, while you're thinking about it, Garthon will go ahead and tell us about all the other things that you can see me do. That's right, Heathen Dog. If you want more Heathen Dog, you can see him on YouTube. Heathen Dog's Heathen Dog with segments are available anytime, any day for you to see on YouTube. YouTube, the tube, that's you. You can check his anime RPG segments, his team-ups with Garthon on Warframe and Star Trek Online. His past dreams of where he's run through video games, uh, such as running through the entirety, except for the new expansion that's coming up, of Star Trek Online with Buck, Fast, but Cool, without spending a dime, my friends. Monopoly Plus, this war of mine. That was a fun... Well, I liked watching that. That, that was this high drama. This war of mine was good. That was good. Amnesia, Dark Descent, those were scary. I, yeah. I liked watching them, but I didn't like them. scary. Have someone close to you in those. Uh, through Atlas and Atlas Descent, and through Portal, that was entertaining. That was a good clock kick, clock buster at the end. Portal, Portal was great. Oh yeah, I, I beat the game with literally no time on the clock. It was pretty awesome. Zero, zero on the first clock. time through. Beat it. Yep. Amnesia was a good run. He, Baldar, I agree. That was good. Yeah, thank but you, uh, he has Portal too, right? You got that? Yes. And yeah. and as soon as as my vacation's over, because I'm going on vacation this week, as soon as that's over, Elgarin and I are going to get together and we're going to do team up. With Portal 2. That's awesome. He's, he's never played the, the multiplayer content. Maybe you could do that while I'm gone. Yes. And you can check out Heathen Dog streaming Soma Mondays at 8 p.m. It's kind of creepy. 
It is creepy. So far, I've only gotten to a creepy robot that killed me one time. But uh, according to all the people who I've talked to, it starts getting real weird right after that. So Excellent. So thank you, Heathen Dog. Remember, check out Heathen Dog, more Heathen Dog, and like, subscribe, and comment to all things Heathen Dog on the Legion of Heathen. Now, everyone, we know what time it is. We're here for it. It is... Garthon's comic poll! Garthon pulls comics. He reads them. He is saddened by them, and he tells you about them. Oh, not all of them, right? Not all of them. Garthon loves comics. Are we having a bad week? Are these all going to be... Are these all going to be stinkers? Nah... Justice League number one, written by Scott Snyder. <laughs> it's not very helpful. Pencils by Jim Chung. Inks by Mark Morales. Colors by Tomu Mori. Cover by Chung and Laura Martin. You like that cover? You like that art? That's what the book looks like on the inside. So, what? hey, that's good. Are you serious? I know. It's insane. The guy who did the cover actually did the art in the book. It's unheard wow. of. That is. I'm sure someone's going to point this out to the Comic Code Authority. Yeah, someone's going to jail. That something on the cover actually pertains to what's in the book. It's madness. At the very least, it could be a very stiff fine. All right. Uh, so I like Jim Chung's art. So this works out really well for me. I like the reestablished Justice League team. It's a lot more classic. Uh, Marsha Manhunter's back on the team and is the official team leader. So you got to like that. And Hawkgirl's really? back. Everyone likes Hawkgirl. Yeah, he's team leader. Okay. Because... He's the smartest. Well, he's not smarter well, than Batman. Batman. Well, he's yeah, the strongest. Well, he's not stronger than Superman. Oh, Basically, no. he's tier. He's number two in everything. Yes. So, so he he's a good generalist. Yeah. On average, he's the best in the team because only like one other person. Say, well, I'm stronger. Yeah, that's it. You know. So there, he's number two in like everything. Mm. Uh, plus, he's the only one with psychic powers. True. So even if they didn't want to vote for him, they wanted to vote for him. Uh, <laughs> Uh, kidding about my way. I'll vote your way. Kidding about that last part. <laughs> yeah, but he can phase. See, Nathan Lee's right. Marshmallow Hunter can also can also change shape and phase. No one else can do that. That's true. Well, Flash can. He can yep, phase. Flash can phase. Can't change shape though. Well, well Batman can put on Beast instant Boy. disguises. There's always Beast Boy. Beast Boy's not in the Justice League. Well, put him in there. He can, he's been in the team. He's been in the Teen Squad for too long. <laughs> he's been a Teen Titan for 30 years. I know. For he's, God's he's gotta, sake. Come on, man. He can't go up AAA? He's on. been young longer than Bart Simpson. <laughs> he should be like 40 now. Uh, actually, he should be 40 now. Wow. Um. So, yeah, because he was eight years old when the show premiered. Yep. So he would be 40 now. <laughs> yeah, and Shark Away. So, the, uh, yeah. I'd be dude. super pissed up. He's still called Beast Boy. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he should be Beast Man by now. Exactly. Oh, wait. That's a, that's a bad He-Man villain. Beastman. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's not better. No, not better. Not better. Um. Anyway, Scott Snyder's the writer who had an epic run on Batman. Uh, it was the only good New 52 series. Well, Justice League was pretty good New 52 at the beginning. But, uh, <laughs> so, Beast Boy's the Harry Kim of the DC Universe. Oh, that's mean, but true. Yeah. Uh, he's beloved, just like Harry Kim is, but he yeah, just can't get a break. But the thing is, when I was pissed, uh, no, 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 go, go on, sorry, go on. So the, make my comic book take a long time. The, right. Scott Snyder had an epic run on, on Batman New 52, uh, which mm -hmm. basically propelled him in the limelight for doing basically whatever he wants. Usually it's Batman related. Um, but Scott Snyder has fallen in love with over-complex storylines that don't make a crap of sense, but he doesn't care anyway. 
He's doing them anyway. And at the end, he kind of claims it all came together. It didn't, but close enough. Uh, that's what we do with Dark Knight's Metal, which half the community, oh, it's so great. Half of you went, this is a mess. It's a mess of confused plot lines that don't, and a bunch of hyperbole that doesn't make any sense. It's entertaining, but it's and pointless. It sounds like you're with the latter half. I'm with the latter half. I do not. I love Scott Snyder's dialogue, but his plot arcs and some of the storylines, you're like, come on, dude, just tell a story. You don't have to go all crazy. Uh, the plot line of this basically evolves around some cosmic killer event is coming to Earth. Uh, they don't know it's the beginning, but apparently this event has happened multiple times throughout the universe. It's happening, going to happen in 68 million years in the future. It happens 68 million years in the past. It happened 5,000 years in the past. But every once in a while, this big event comes, and it kills everyone or almost everyone. And now it's happening too soon because in the events of Dark Knight Metal, they damage the source wall, which oh, right. yeah, holds right. back reality or some junk, which was never fully described. Like, like the, 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 the Fantasia version of nothing or something. Right, and yeah. ever since it's been damaged... The universe is actually leaking energy, they said. That means nothing. And their universe is going to fall into entropy, you know, way sooner than it should. Right. They've tried saying, how do we fix the source wall? The answer is so far is, don't know. Ah, that's pretty much Green Lantern. Girl's like, I don't know. No one's ever broken this thing before. I didn't know it was even here. No one's even mentioned it before, like last year. Uh, so in. 50 or 60 years even superhero no one's ever been mentioned this sucker we've been flying around space a long time it's the first time i noticed the thing holding back the universe <laughs> anyway with that aside they it actually starts out really nice with them like saying hey we're back together and manhunter is mentally linked there's basically all an event where all these like the right neo neo Neoanderthals. Neothanderals? They're Neanderthals, but they're new. They're Neoanderthals. They're Neo-Neanderthals. Yeah, they're Neoanderthals. So they're like, they look like Neanderthals, but they're hyper-intelligent, right? We're not, well, at least smartest people. So they're all Vandal savages. There's, like, some who have magic in the forest. There's some who are, like, evolved to war fight underground. There's some who are evolved to fight in the sky. Basically, they're all, like, these unique pockets of evolution to try and take mm -hmm. over the Earth. And okay. Martian Manhunter, like, there's, like, groups of, like, two or three fighting these different pockets of resistance, right, of the Neo-Thanderthals. And Martian Manhunter, <laughs> Neanderthals were the smartest people, says Duncan. Prove it! And don't say, well, according to the false evidence, introduce me to Neanderthal. Yeah, they're not smart enough to still be around, are they? Yeah, they should have They should have lived. Suck it, D. No, Duncan's right. The, uh, from every evidence, the Neanderthals were as smart as us. But, For all that, all the non-evidence we but have. They were probably either bred into normal mainline humans, so you don't see them, or they were all killed because they were like plant eaters and sissies. I don't know. Either way, or maybe they just boarded their spaceships and left. Yeah. With okay. the with the then space gods. If, if, if we found out that's true, then I'll I'll concede there's part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, they got to the spaceships that the that they used to to drop off the pyramids. And the Anthals were like, yeah, yo, these people are going to kill us now, dog. And they're like, yo, dog, get in the ship, dog. Like, sweet dog. And they all flew off to space. Thus, we all know who let the dogs out. Um, I'm not European. I'm Meat Popsicle. <laughs> Winners write the history books, says Nathan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, anyway, so back to this. So the new Neanderthals are they're being fought while while Manhunter mentally is linking everyone to do so. So it's a nice te- basically the whole scene gives you the idea of like, hey, the Just League is back. They're on top. They're awesome again. Uh, they're all fighting the good fight together. They love fighting as a team. They, you super know, basically, yeah, basically it's bringing their super A game, and you get a great sense of the team forming back together again. Hawkgirl's back in the team. Everything's super awesome. But, but uh, they also figure out Vandal Savage must be behind this because these Neanderthals were have evolved exactly for the environment they're fighting in. And they weren't, they figure out pretty quick they weren't genetically like grown in a lab. This was their natural evolution. So someone played a really long game with these guys. And they're like, oh, well, that's classic Vandal Savage. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he protected them somewhere in the, the equivalent of the Savage Land for the DC Universe and uh, bred them for this specific thing. All right. Oh, cool. Exactly. So they're like, all right. So they're like, hey, maybe we should, maybe we should find them. So they end up linking together into a cosmic, like a mental boardroom through Martian Manhunter. And they find out. That when they're all sharing notes of what they fought, like, oh no, that actually wasn't the real invasion that was put down too fast. There's actually a bunch of bombs on the moon. What? And Marsh Manator, who's in space, coordinating everything, turns into a giant dragon and eats the moon. Well, sort of. He says, Batman, I need you to detonate all the bombs you have hidden on the moon to detonate to get rid of these bombs. Batman's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Just do it. Damn it. So Batman detonates <laughs> the bombs he has on the moon in his secret Bat Moon base. Wow, okay. Got that, it. That's been previously established. Yep. And uh, at the same time, he, like, rams the moon as a dragon to, like, knock out, knock the bombs out, so... He, they, like, he, like shook it to get all the bombs out? Yeah. They're certainly okay. cracking the the moon, which isn't oh, good. That's bad for the bomb. moon. Got it. But, got it. anyway. Yay, another one! I'm getting all the covers, says Lugarian. There are, like, 12 covers for this. I have the alternate Batman cover. Great. Not because I really was like, alternate cover it, but because they were out of the regular cover. But <laughs> Why hasn't Tunkahato heard about the secret Batmoon base before? Because he's Batman. Yeah, it's secret. Duh. <laughs> Gary says it's secret. I'm Batman. I'm the savior of Gotham City with a moon base and a bat rocket. You don't, you don't know about that. My All right, bat this teleport. is getting ridiculous. My bat sled. I don't think physics works like that, so Nathan Lee. Does it get more ridiculous? So, oh, while God, this is all happening, you see someone confront Vandal's... Basically, Vandal Savage, the leader of the Neanderthals, like, hey, we're losing. You said we would win. We've listened to you for, like, our generations and generations, dude. So, we, where's the payout? He's like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. It's all coming together. And then someone opens the door and says, I knew you was you behind this. I knew you were here. He's like, oh, God dang it, it's you, Luthor. It's like, yeah, me, Lex Luthor. Aren't you here now? I'm totally a hero. I'm a hero because I'm stopping you. That moon reforced to a giant sailor moon lake to magnetism. Oh, scary. So eventually, through a bunch of series of events, the Neanderthals say, Oh, Lex Luthor! 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 You have beaten Vandal Savage! You have figured out! We are, we will follow you! He's like, Yeah, you're bad guys. You could follow me to hell! And he, like, throws... <laughs> and he, like, drops them in a pit and they die. I don't know how he got the pit. <laughs> that's not the exact line, but pretty much that's what happens. See right oh, there. God, it hurts. Right there. Right there. There you go. Oh. Oh. So, <laughs> so basically, you know, he stuns Vandal Savage. 
kills all his minions. And Vandal Savage is like, oh, what are you doing, you idiot? He's like, yeah, see, I'm, I'm a hero, and um, I'm going to kill you because you're just a pain in my ass, and you won't listen to me, and you're a bad guy. So I'm going to get rid of you because I'm being a hero my own way. But you know what? I have a problem because I want to hear what he says before I kill you. I want to hear what you say, Savage, that you knew all along. You knew what the Sorcerer really was and what was happening inside of it. It's like, no, I, I, I don't do this, Luthor. Huh, 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 there's knocking at the door. Who could that be? Who, uh, who, Luthor, listen to me. Uh, we can join forces and... No, 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 listen, listen, Savage. You, the one human who knew the truth about the source wall, you coward, wouldn't even tell anyone. Don't have my glass on. And you built an injustice gang. Right when you knew that what the really world really needed... Was a new, was a damn legion. So, kadong, there's everyone. There's everyone. Yeah, I know, it's not working the green screen very well. But there, he basically has called the freaking Legion of Doom. Sinestro, yep. Gorilla Grodd, Joker, Black Manta, and Cheetah. Yep. To a base that looks suspiciously like the one in the in Super in the Friends. Cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. So then a prisoning Vandal Savage. Well, they kill him, I think. And, uh, yeah. Vandal Savage. Well, he, you say you can't kill him, but Luther says he found the one thing that can kill him. It's a rock. And so he beats him to death with a rock. Oh, oh, if, if it's the rock that originally gave his powers, then there is some lore with that. Yeah, yeah. so he beats him to death with a rock. Meanwhile, uh, he's doing that because the bad thing for the source wall is coming to come kill them all. Well, and he knows something about it and, and thinks that the his Legion of Evil or Doom, whatever, can stop it. At the same time, the Justice League is like, hey, this thing's coming to Earth. What do we do? And they're like, huh, well, you know what? We could go and attack it immediately and try and knock it out of orbit. Or we could wait till it comes to Earth and, and try and like do some diplomacy stuff with it. And they all go vote. Oh, well, let's vote on this. Diplomacy stuff. Yay. While they're doing that, Manhunter goes and like... Uh, like somehow, con he basically, he gets mentally contacted by the dying Vandal Savage, because Vandal Savage like reaches out his mind for four specific Martian managers to say, "Okay, bad crap's happening. Bad crap's happening. Here's what's gonna happen," and shows him everything that's happened through Earth's evolution with this horrible event coming from the Source Wall, all the people that have died, the horrible chaos events that happened, and everything. Right? Mm -hmm. This happens right after the vote, where they agreed, "Hey." Let's all do this. Let's, let's let's talk to this, what we now discovered is the most unspeakable evil thing ever. Right. Yeah. So he uh, was like, he's like, oh, crap. So he's uh, thinking, all right, all right, all right, that's bad. So he actually, with how bad it is, he's like, okay, maybe he's going to go mind control everyone to let to make them vote, think they voted the other way, because we just stopped this now. But by the serious? Yes. But by the Are time he goes to do that, everyone's already like left his mental boardroom. He's like, uh, crap. The fact that he even thought that. Right. It, well, it's such a, basically also it's like a flashback to his own planet dying and how he doesn't want the horrors to happen to this planet as well. He doesn't want to lose another planet. Sorry. Sorry. No. Yeah. I, don't, I think it's against his character as well. But by the time he went to do, his friends were gone. So he watched the thing come and he told himself that maybe what he's seen wasn't true. That the nightmares that lay inside were, or the toy, were, were good and, but somehow he knew he was lying to himself, and that it meant doom, blah, blah, blah. So, okay, what you have is an over-complex plot. Yep. 
you have Luthor, who had been actually a really awesome hero for a I while. They turned to an absolute way. evil, killing a guy with a rock-level villain. And dropping people into fire pits. Uh, I think it was a fire pit. Who knows what it was? Okay, and, well, that, that, that's like Dr. Like evil Yeah, it's Dr. Stuff. Evil stuff, yeah. right. And how do you get access to the pit? It's not even his... Well, he they explain that. In a way that I find hard... All right, basically when Vandal Savage had his, his evil Savage, Vandal Savage secret base built, um, apparently Luther controlled the subcontractor who did it, and so right. he had full access to everything. Okay, okay. I'm going to go blow my nose, and I'm going to try and get the part of my brain that learned that out. <sighs> well, Vandal Savage isn't going to build his own secret evil layers. you got to have a crew to do that. And if anyone's going to know the subcontractors who build evil bases, it's going to be Lex Luthor. I guess that makes sense. Anyway. Um, the art's good. The action's good. The plot is so over the top. Um, I don't like Luther working with Joker. That does not... With the modern condition of the character, it makes no sense at all. Especially after a long arc of Luther being a very sympathetic protagonist. Uh, hero under protest, almost. Yeah, where it says it does. Yeah, it, so I can't really fully with it. It's uh, it's entertaining, though. If It's one of those things, if I don't look too deeply at it, it's like a Michael Bay movie with a better plot. It's a lot of explosions and a lot of, wow, Zigo! But once you start examining the pieces, you start saying, this makes no damn sense at all. And that's where it is. It's entertaining, though. And the art is good. The color is good. It moves well. I don't hate it. Um, like I said, I have issues with a few little things. I'm going to give three and a half stars. <laughs> Thanks for it. Yeah, it's, it's, it is, Justin number one is a Michael Bay movie with a more complex plot. Over complex. So, yeah. It was okay, says Nathan Lee. I give it three and a half stars. I call it, it's above average. It's a good book. It's not great. But it's a good book. If you really love Snyder's writing, you will love this book. And that's subjective. Snyder's a good writer. I love his dialogue. I think he's smart. Man, a little wrong there at the end. But also he's under stream duress. So maybe I think Luthor is totally off base. But, and I, why are we trying to recreate the Super Friends teams? Come on. I was waiting for, uh, waiting for all the other people to show up. Where's Marvin and Wendy when you need them? All right, next. We are going all super, by the way, for this issue of Garth Ones Comic Pool. Superman is in everything this time. All super. The Man of Steel, part three of six. Written by Brian Michael Bendis. Art by Ryan Sook and Jason Fabacock. Fabok. Uh, and Wade Von Grawbadger. It's a f one of the best names in comic books. Uh, colors by Alex Sinclair. Cover by Ivan Rice, Joe Pareto, and Alex Sinclair doing the colors. It's a Mike Bain comic forum from Garth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you for it. So, all right, Man of Steel is basically resetting the Superman mythos for DC. Yep. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis was given the keys to the kingdom for Superman, and he is taking full advantage of it. This book generally flows really well. There's a couple weird flashback moments that have showed up in previous issues. I, a doomsday thing, there's better ways to be monster villains. I agree, Duncan. Yeah, this this new villain they've 
introduced Throgglesar, whatever his name is. I don't even care. Throgglesar. He sounds like a Teletubbies. That's what his name sounds like. I, okay. That's not exact. Rogglesar. I think it's Rogglesar. All right, whatever. Yeah, it's Rogglesar. Anyway, come on now. Roggle, roggle, roggle. The. <laughs> it was established last issue that we talked about last week that Roggle here destroyed Krypton because he decided they were evil. Right. By himself. Yep. Just him. Just him. Yep. Cry- destroyed the core of the planet, caused it to explode. And then then he retired. And then he retired because he did his Too job involved. killing all the Kryptonians. Yeah. And then when last issue he found out there's one left alive, and he had to stop that. Uh, why? I don't know. Because the guy's obsessed. Yeah. So in this issue... Rockle goes to the Fortress of Solitude, wrecks the hell out of it, uh, completely destroys it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, while this is going on, there's actually some really entertaining moments where there's a subplot about a series of fires happening in Metropolis, and there's a they're starting to pick up a definite pattern to it. And so this uh, there's been some conversation with, between Superman and a young uh, firefighter who's a female. Is there, there is Supergirl in this, Nathan Lee. I'm getting there. Spoilers. The And so Superman, because he's Superman, but he's not, you know, figure out who the arsonist is, man, calls him Batman. And there's actually like... detective ever. It's a good plan. Yeah. So there's yeah. actually like a good moment where the female firefighter is checking out the building and then like shines the flashlight and Superman's down. And she's like, ah! He's like, oh, oh, sorry, I forgot that... Sometimes I forget human eyes don't work in levels of light, mind you. I'm sorry. Sorry. Didn't mean to scare you. Didn't mean to scare you. But I, I've been checking this thing out. I think it was part of the arson plan. And then I, I brought help with me. She turns around and tries to flash on Batman and goes, ah! And he's like, <laughs> stop startling me! And Well, it's funny because Superman's like, okay, I did, that was an accident. You did that totally on purpose. Why did you do that? Because I'm Batman. Well, he actually says, uh, why did you do that? And don't say because I'm Batman. You know, so, but... Yeah, wait, yeah, they actually did that? Yeah, he said, don't say because I'm Batman. Okay. So, it's a little self-aware in that moment. So, they start going over, like, crime scene evidence, things like that, and there's other... So, Batman starts putting these pieces together that. But while they're going that, Superman, like, has to turn life I, that he hears alarms going off. Alarms that should never go off. Mm-hmm. And so, while the firefighter and Batman are talking, he just bails. And then she's like, where... Where he, he, where'd he go? He didn't even say goodbye. It's like, and Bass says, if the most polite man in the galaxy leaves without saying goodbye, it's an emergency. I just let it go. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, actually, Batman's written really well in this book. Um, written serious, but with a slight sense of humor. You know, like, yeah, I don't mind popping out of the shadows at someone. It's fun. The So he gets the Fortress of Solitude. It's freaking wrecked. Supergirl shows up. It's like, what the hell happened with this? Who could... This is impossible. Who could... And they... And Batman's like, oh no, the, the city. He goes to find... He runs for the city in a bottle. Um, ah, oh, what's the name of that damn thing? Candor? Yeah, Candor. Yeah. And it's smashed into a million pieces. Everyone's dead. Oh, oh no. It's on now. Yeah, it's pretty, at that point you know it's on. Um, oh, yeah. Candor's in worse. See, Candor knew it too. I read the book and I forgot. Everyone's like, Candor, you fool. Um, <laughs> so he's over Candor. So he's like, look at that. And Supergirl's like, oh God. 
Oh god, and he has this nice internal dialogue about how he was the guardian of Kandor. He, he promised these people, while, think, right? Huh? He was even in there for a yeah, while. Yeah, he was right? in there for a while. Yeah, he he promised them he would find them a new place to live. Eventually, yeah. he'd find a, a suitable planet, and he starts going out. He knows the names of everyone who was alive there. Mm-hmm. He'd visit so many times. He starts like memory remembering their names as he's like, okay, I need to. He's like, okay. Kara, someone I think is purposely targeting Krypton and Kryptonians. You need to put your affairs in order. You need to hide. You need to go. And then he takes off. Right? He's like, okay, this has to be a trail. So he's trying to find out who did this, who started it. Right? So he just takes off. And he ends up tracking down... Did he actually find him? So... In the middle of him tracking it down, he has another weird flashback of like some weird alien thingy and like a guy in a ship. I don't, that flashback eventually stuff. But while he's trying to figure out, he basically like check you up on like Lois and his son, check you up on the daily plan. All his friends are like, okay, are all my friends alive? Still alive? Is someone after them? And while it's happening, he gets attacked in midair, right? Mm-hmm. Just bam, just starts getting all smacked around, and he gets him getting caught by Supergirl. He's like, oh my god, what is attacking you? And he's like, didn't I tell you to put your affairs in order? Didn't I tell you not to be here? He's like, like this is where you need me. And so it ends with them finally face to face with Rando with Ruggles R. I'm going to call him Rando uh, with uh, he's super random. Well, he's more like, you know, zombie doomsday set alive, but he looks like a zombie doomsday with less points. Yeah. Got it. <sighs> All right. Here's the thing. I don't like the plot. I don't like where it's going. There's a couple... There's like a weird flashback in the middle of it. The dialogue is excellent. It's actually really, really well written. The art is really on point, the whole issue. Every panel sings. You want to keep reading and keep going. Um, I don't like the stupid storyline behind this one guy killed Krypton because he knew they were bad or something. Yeah, that seems, you know... And and that's out of nowhere. Lame. It is. I don't like it at all. It's like, because I took over this book and he introduced a, bit another, a new big bad guy and completely throw out all of Krypton's past history, um, I don't like that at all. But for what it is, it's really well written. And if if you keep an open mind to what's happening, it's actually great. It's great stuff. I think the main villain's dumb, personally. He, like I said, he looks like, yeah, it's New Doomsday. It's Doomsday, but he has an axe. Morris says Bendis is great dialogue. Yeah, and he shows it here. Duncan says, okay, so how did I do Super Reboot? Superman in the early 20s, doing some minor hearing with Earth set judged by a dogmatic AI sect. Earth government falls, Superman steps in before the Armageddon becomes icon, giant robot, smash to air, blah, blah, All of a sudden, huge AI map, helps get lots of love. Well, that'd be interesting. Anyway. Um, so, also, they hinted at, like, in earlier issues of Superman and Lois being on the outs, but you don't see any evidence of that in this book. So, there's, like, to me, there's some weird continuity issue going on. Maybe that's going to be key to the plot later on. Um, ah, I enjoyed it, but like I said, it's yeah. kind of like with uh, the Justice League book. I have all these nitpicky issues with it. If yeah. I sit back and let myself enjoy it, it's great. But it's just nagging at you. Yeah, there's all these little things bothering me because I'm a comic nerd. It's like, no, but, no, but, but you just already established, but, but what about, and... 
Well, now to be fair, you don't have to be a comic nerd to be to be a little rattled by the giant retcon. I don't know. A lot of people weren't rattled by uh, the Man of Steel movie. Uh, uh, wait, which one? The Man of Steel movie, the one where uh, he uh, broke General Zod's neck. Oh yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, 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 murder, yeah, murder. Yeah, yeah where no, he was a murderer, was and where he was sad, depressing, uncharismatic, annoying. Yeah. Uh, everything was gray. It, wait a minute, it, wait a minute. It was a, it was a DC movie. Of course, it sucked. Uh, Everyone knows. Wonder that. Woman was good. Uh, that was luck, I think. Well, no, Wonder Woman was good because the DC leadership stayed away from it. Cause they're like, I don't think that's gonna do very well. You, yeah, no. whatever. Make your happy girl Wonder movie. Wonder was good. And so it was good. Chris Pine, he's the golden boy. <laughs> That's what it is. Chris Pine touches. He's he's the Midas of movies. Really, you you really liked you really liked Star Trek Into Darkness. No, I'm trying to be funny. All right, there you go. All right. Chris Pine's good though, but the I like his Captain Kirk. It's, it's a different take. Anyway, different subject. The it's basic storytelling stuff too though. Yeah, I have some issues with some basic storytelling stuff. The and also you've just wrecked Superman's life. The only worst thing you could do after killing. You destroyed everything he has of his home planet. Yep. And all of the last remaining Kryptons who were right. hoping for a better life. You just right. murdered all of right. them. Right, murdered all of them. The only thing so, worse you could do is then go over and kill, you know, Lois, you know, his, his son. Kid. Yeah. Who well, he's going to kill the kid, too. The kid's half Kryptonian. The kid's yeah, the kid's half Kryptonian. He's dead. Into he's darkness dead. is awesome, says Mordrin. We will have words later, Mordrin. <laughs> if they had yeah. renamed the character... Um, Let's say uh, Cobblepot or anything other than Khan. Yes. If his name was anything other than Khan, it's a good movie. The instant he became, the instant uh, Bandersnitch Cumberbatch became all right, any. All right, all right, stop, 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 stop. D- different stop. subject. Okay. So let's, let's go back. Let's go back now. But uh, right now, it sounds like you're going for a three. No, actually, like I said, it's a really fun book. I have some nagging issues with that. It doesn't stop from being a great book. I said the art is great. The pacing is great. What are the odds? Now, it it will not affect your rating on this book. Granted. Right. What are the odds that Bendis is going to kill his kid? Zero. You sure? 100%. Wait. How can you say that? Zero. He's not going to do it. Because the kid is already... uh, all right, you want to know, like, storyline-wise or actual how I know perfectly-wise? How, how, how you know perfectly-wise. Because, that, because Superman's son appears in the uh, – I just forgot what they call it – in the previews for future issues after the series is over. All right, well, carry on then. Yeah. He's already advertised right. as being in other books, so he'll be fine. Or maybe that's just a red herring. Red herring. No, no, no. They don't do that. If he, if they actually went so far as to kill John, you would have to, before that would happen, Superman would die before he let that happen. There's no way. Lois and Superman would both be dead before that happened. And so would Batman. Because Batman is his godfather. Yeah, true. Uh, Superman's kid is a book with Batman's son. That's Super Sons, which has been canceled, Mordred. All right. Uh, it was a good series, but when Brian Michael Bendis took over, he basically said, okay, any Superman-related book is, gone, is done. It's Eric, mine now. It's all his. Kill it. So every, every Superman-related book died. 
But I'm going to give this book a three and a half. It was a fun book. I liked it. I have nitpicky issues with it, mainly. I have just... Well, you haven't read it, so... Well, I know, I know, but... That's always I, my I've response to you. i say it. It's good enough. I, I, I liked this book. I liked it, but I have reservations. I don't like the idea of this book. I'm kind of there with you, yes. I don't like yeah. the general plot of this big baddie who apparently was just sleeping on a moon for... Yeah, yeah. No, no, he was in a bar the whole time, as far as I'm concerned. Once a year, he showed up in a bar and had a drink to celebrate him killing all of Krypton. Yeah, that's weird. And then he figures out someone someone has, like, someone's wearing Superman merch, and he goes, wait, wait. Now I gotta go kill some dudes. All right, whatever. Of course, honestly, it wouldn't be hard to track Superman down. Hey, what's that? Oh, that's Superman symbol. Who's that? Oh, it's this Kryptonian dude. Really? Where, where does he live? Where He's he? on Earth. Duh. Where's Don't that? You know? It's that you way. Been? You know, <laughs> you just grab the nearest invasion fleet to Earth because there's one every other week, and true, you know, true. <laughs> like, like, put your thumb out, hit your ride. Yeah, if it, you know, hit your ride. The next invasion fleet to Earth will invade. Yeah. You know. Anyway, so three and a half. I liked it. I have issues. It's it. As a totality, it's been an interesting run seeing where he's going to go with the story. It looks like Brian Michael Bennett is starting from the I'm taking away everything from him. But we'll see where it ends. We'll see. Mm. I don't... Why would you pee on... So, anyway. So, three and a half. Mm. I like it. Face standards with the other invasion fleets getting huffy about line cutters. That's <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> the Green Lancer Corps has people set up, well, you're not scheduled to invade until next week. The Corps has a very strict schedule for invading the Earth. We're still cleaning out the wreckage from the last invasion. All right. Last, New Superman and the Justice League of China, number 24. Final issue. Why is it the final issue? Is it due to flagging sales? No, because Brian Michael Bendis wanted it canceled because it says Superman in it. True story. Wow, this, this, has, to, this has to affect your soul. <laughs> I really because like this really book. really love this book. I do. Yeah. Uh, written by Gene Lung Yang. Pencils by Brenton Peoples. Inks, Matt Santorelli and Scott Hanna. Colors by Hi-Fi. Cover, Philip Tan with Elmer Santos. So, thank God, the guy who did the cover didn't do the interior art. So, we're back back to standard. All right. Good job. All right. So, this is actually a... Charlie Gray is now not a fan of Bendis. Aww. The... What sucks is you knew that the writer knew that it was ending this issue, so he wrote it as the ending. Well, it sucks is they just introduced, like, their version of Aquaman, the Dragon Son, mm-hmm. uh, with all his aquatic powers and stuff. And he does some really neat stuff in this. Not awesome, like, power-wise, but little stuff. Like, it starts off with Dragon Son, Aquaman of China, playing a video game against Kong Keenan, the Superman of China. You know, they're playing basically a Mortal Kombat game, reskinned to look like them. And they even say, oh, say like, oh, wow, this game's great. I can't believe they made a game based off us. So it's actually... You know, our fans reskinned and hacked this game. You know, which refers like because in China they do that kind of crap a lot. So their fans reskinned to look like them. Yeah, it's it's a wild west uh, electronics wise. Yeah, so that was neat. And while this is happening, there's this, like this water imp coming and bringing them drinks. Like here, master, I have brought you drinks for sustenance. Like thank you, water sprite, you're the best. Now please go back and tell your back to the ancient waters and tell your family thanks. I will. We and you know, because the guy's basically like the center of the dragon god of the waters. Right. So he commands the forces of the sea. So he does that. Like, hey, get me a, and he's sure. also a teenager, so it's like, hey, get me a drink. 
I don't want to get nice up. about it. So yeah, it's like, yeah, he's very nice about it. It's like, I don't want to get up for the couch. Can you give me a soda? <laughs> um, but the issue basically is a wrap up for a lot of the themes that have been going on in the book where Kong Keenan, the new Superman, is trying to find that yin yang balance within himself. And he's also trying to revive his his uh, his old mentor, Master Yang. Master Yin, Master Yang. Anyway, well, depending on depending on which one, if he's evil or yeah. good at that moment, or Yin or Yang at that moment. Uh, Master Ching, I think it is. Yeah. So he's trying to be like bring him back. And he's like 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 you're a ghost, and I when I fully tapped into my Yin side, I was able to enter the ghost world. I'm gonna try and like use that to bring you out. It's like you don't want to do that. It's, there's you know, can't. It's like hey, hey, I'm doing it. And through doing so, he ended up actually dragging his team into the spirit realm. Uh, oops. I want to get this series and White Knight. Yeah, White Knight is awesome. Oh, and there's a black label. I'll talk about that after this. So, basically his team ends up essentially dragged to an alternate dimension where they have to fight ghost, not really, uh, ghostly future versions of themselves where like everything, where like uh, Wonder Woman of China, who's Green Snake, Aquaman, who's the dragon, said basically like are unearthly and inhuman in the future. They're like, ah, oh, we've given up on human emotions. I can't believe we we're so petty as that once. It's so better to live not by idiotic human rationality. Uh, the Flash is like being, being overcome by her vibratory powers, which is actually an issue she had in the Flash comic series. Um, and while they're having to fight all this, the uh, new Soups basically like looks for his very future version of himself, and he's like floating above it all, like with long hair, like meditating. He's like, why aren't you helping your friends? And like, oh, I'm, I don't have friends anymore. I've achieved perfect balance and human dirty, filthy emotions don't bother me anymore. It's like, no, you idiot. You have, you need these people. Balance and all, you're, that's part of your balance. Like, no, 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 you don't understand. As basically turns it into the idea. That don't, you know. Right. There's no such thing as perfect balance. Eventually right, he ends right. up kind of fighting against that version of himself. Get what you wish for type thing. Right. Yeah. And with some aid from his wise Chinese master, as always, he figures out, you know, perfect balance. There's You need balance in all things, including balance. You can't always be that way or you're going to be nuts. And so with that, he's able to find, like, break. He figures out that he's – it's basically like, yes, he figures that, you know, it's not actually a physical fight. And he's able to break free. Uh, his master's freed from the spirit realm. And after being able to accept all that, he's able to unlock everything and everyone goes back to the real world. At which point, you know, there's like some scenes of them like fighting villains and like accepting their future together and like they're still going to be a strong team and everything's great. You know. And so it's actually a nice... I'm skipping a whole lot because it's a lot of it's dialogue oriented. It's actually an excellent summation of what's happened in the series. It kind of points to a positive future. And it actually gives you a great impression of if this book was allowed to continue, what could have been. And I really love this version of the Justice League. I love the callbacks to ancient mythology uh, of China and Korea. Uh, I like how the team is young. It has like a very... It has kind of a feel of the teen original, not original, but the Teen Titans cartoon from years back, where it was actually like was serious. It has a feel of that, but different, of course. Uh, the characters are interesting; they're not stale. The different takes on the characters are always great. 
I'm just going to miss Gene Lun Yang's writing. I hope he gets another series. If he does, I'll follow it. Because, as I've said in Comic Pool many times, don't follow a series, follow a creator. Um, I, of course, break my own rule when it comes to Captain America, and that's why I'm sad a lot. But the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but when you find a creator you really like, you follow that creator. I love Gene Lun Yang's writing. I really do. Gail Simone's an excellent writer. Bendis is a good writer. I have issues with his current... We've talked about that. Uh, Jeff Johns is a great writer. So you find these people... Even if you just love someone's art. Yeah, more degrees. Hell yeah, crazy is the only way to go. Yes. Even if you just want to follow an artist, right? There are some fantastic, fantastic artists out there right now. He could choose just to follow like Frank Cho or something. He doesn't do any regular books that I know of, but um, and that's when you'll be happy. But as for this issue, great finals for the series. It ended gracefully. It didn't leave any nasty cliffhangers. There's a couple minor cliffhangers, like what's the deal with his mom and dad? What's the deal with the Ministry of uh, Justice? What's the deal with the Chinese Green Lantern Corps? There's a lot of unanswered questions, but yeah. none of them are really like hanging over like, why? It's all like, I can deal with that. And that's not the purpose of the story. So I really liked it. It's bittersweet because I know it's the last one. I highly doubt this gets brought back because that's not the folk. It didn't sell Super Gangbusters. It sold pretty good. But not in such huge numbers that it, they're going to be clamoring for it back. I'm clamoring. A little clamor here. Um, so I'm going to give it four stars. I really liked this issue. The art was great. Uh, match the theme of everything else. I would have loved more stuff from uh, Boxy. I would have loved more stuff from all the side characters. I would have loved for this to be a double-sized issue to really flesh out more of the side characters because they are just fantastic. But it is the book is New Superman. So you're going to get his story. And it was great. I'm going to miss the series a lot. So four stars. All in all, very positive as a comic poll this week. Positivity, it says right there. Right there in the Twitch stream. It does, doesn't it? Oh, and uh, going back to speaking about picking up uh, White Knight. <laughs> he, the, uh, they're actually, uh, DC is releasing a black label version of the White Knight comic that actually has the omitted nude scenes from the book. Oh, sweet. I'm on it. So, if you want to see some cartoon boobage, there's not a ton of it, I'm sure. It's probably like one or two panels. But, basically, when Sean Murphy was writing the book, he was writing it as, you know, an adult comic. As adult themes, adult ideas. It's not meant for teenagers, not meant for kids. So, he wrote it with the nudity in it, like he was writing rated our movie. And, of course, he said, that's cool and all, but no, you can't have that in a monthly book we're putting out. So, he said, well, what about uh, the anthology afterward? He, they went... Sure. And that's what they're doing. Tardigrade is sad. Maybe they will do a Just League of China. I hope so. I really hope they do a Just League of China. If it becomes Just League of China, I haven't seen the solicitation for that. Solicitation, that's the word I was looking for. Mm. You know that word, heathen dog. Um, I do. <laughs> stop. Don't just agree when I say terrible things. No, it's true. I mean, I, 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 was, I was a big solicitor back in the day. It's true. I'm, not, I'm proud of it. All right. So, moving on. If you want more Garthon, check out Garthon's comic poll. Uh, check out the team-ups of Star Trek Online uh, with Heathen Dog. On Thursdays, we're doing that. And on Sunday night, we're teaming up for Warframe. Check out that as well. Check my, out my past streams and past comic polls on YouTube. And thank you all very much for watching.
Read more Ooh. comics. Let's move to the RNG. So, it was already ruined by Heathen Dog, so we're just going to skip it. And, oh, no, we're talking. All right, so RNG. I was thinking recently about video game remastering. There is a ton of video game remasters happening right now. And there's so many, I wonder, are there too many? Because they're we're almost reaching critical mass. Like, for example, I own Final Fantasy X on the PS2, the PS3, and the PS4. Okay. I own Fantasy X Part 2, PS2, PS3, PS4. Uh, there's a couple other games I own for multiple systems in very different generations. And the graphics get... These aren't ports, they're upgrades. They redo the graphics, redo the sound, um, which is great. But are there too many happening right now? I see. I, I look at the difference in Shadow of Colossus. I, on the these are the uh, cover art. Cover art. That was good. Yeah, same game. Look at the interior. How it looks in game. Oh my God, this is a huge difference. Look at that. Yeah. That's beautiful. From PS2, is that the PS4 version or the PS3? Yeah, PS. Um... Yeah, because Shadow of the Colossus I also own on PS2, PS3, and PS4. So that's another one. <laughs> Obviously, I'm buying them. But right now, there are a ton of these remakes happening. Uh, Shenmue's getting one. It, it needs it. Well, I, see, I was saying that it needs it, and it doesn't. It looks fine on the Dreamcast or the Xbox. So, Heathen Dog, what do you think the motivation is behind this crap ton of video games being remastered right now it's it's music all over again i mean uh you went from records to eight tracks to cassette tapes to dvds to mp3s it's it's just that you know every so often as a music lover you understand that you have to rebuy your collection warner says this for money yeah he agrees with the same thing this is the same thing i my first I thought was the same thing. This is the same thing in that in that respect, but in another respect, uh, you are actually getting a better product in this case than you are in music, because as every aficionado knows, vinyl is the only way to go. Well, that whatever. only matters if you're actually using a tube stereo or yeah. when it's a sufficiently advanced thousand dollar processor to anyway. Yes, yes. But but in, in this one you see gains for the everyman, you know, you, 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 I mean, you could see this picture, right? Well, there I is, there is definite gains for everyone. My thinking is more along the lines with Duncan, actually, after I thought about it for a little bit, that Duncan says personally strikes his way of repackaging games for a new generation of gamers propelled by nostalgia posts on the net, bankable hits for execs and an easy way of doing business. Because you will hear people like old people like me say, Oh man, Shadow of Colossus was one of the greatest games ever. You kids will never know that game. Or Final Fantasy X is a great game. But if you try and play it, let's say you dust off the PlayStation 2, you fire it up, and you give it to your 12-year-old son, say, I loved this game when I was your age. And he tries to play it for you, and says, this game looks like crap. And then he walks away. And he's like, my dad's an idiot. Well... You give him the PS4 version where everything looks really, really good. And he goes, oh, this game's pretty cool. And that it, it's a way of getting these old games 
use the exact same gameplay in most cases. Back into the hands of younger, younger right? People. So and you can yeah. so and depending on the game, it's depends on how intensive the remake is. Like the uh, the remake of Final Fantasy X, I'm going to use again. They kept the original polygon count, but mm-hmm. redid all the textures. So you are getting the exact game, but it looks so much better. Whereas with something like the new Crash Bandicoot remakes they just came out with, the Insane Trilogy, they redid everything. They redid the polygons. They redid the engine. They re- so basically rebuilt everything from scratch. But they made sure it played exactly the same. It's a little tiny different with, float, with some floaty issues, but it is those original games which people loved, and that's a lot People who were really good at those could come back and be good at these. Duncan says, I think his older games should be careful giving out too much free advertising is shielded from modern criticisms, both implicitly and explicitly. That's true. Because mm. um, there are some old games that you have great fond memories of that aren't that great. I can't think of one offhand. I'm sure I will. Altered Beasts. I like Altered Beast. Okay, no, it's not a good game. It's a good it's arcade a good game. game. It's not a good game. You take that back right now. It's not a good I game. I mean, I have fond memories of it as well. It's true. I do. But... It's a fun game. It's a quarter muncher. But yeah, there are definitely good. much better games than Ultra Beast. Yeah, Golden yeah. Axe is way better than Ultra Beast. It's not a good game. Golden Axe is a good game. Golden Axe is a good game. Golden Axe 2 is even better. Uh, but the uh, but right now, I don't know if it's because of the age of gamers. Like, It seems like almost every remake coming out right now is aimed at me. I'm of the age where I have money to buy it. I have a little time to play it, and I have very fond memories of some of these games. Like, the remake of Final Fantasy VII for the original PlayStation has been in the works for years, because they are redoing... It's a PlayStation 1 game, and they're redoing everything. They're even rebuilding entire systems and maps, to a point where it might be a little unrecognizable. That's kind of like a question, like, how much is too much of a remaster? Or to the point where it's not recognizable change enough it's not a remaster anymore it's a re-envision right which is kind of sounds like what's happening final fantasy which sucks because that's what they do with movies right they don't remaster them they re-envision them and it has the opposite effect of nostalgia it actually poisons the well usually there are exceptions there are exceptions but for the lion's share for lion's share every time they remake a movie it's crap yeah um the biggest exception i could think of is mad max which wasn't a remake, but kind of a continuation. Mm. But it, it was a remake in a lot of ways. But that was excellent. You know, it felt like the original movies, but bigger and better, which is kind of what you yeah. want. Uh, whereas like a remake of something, they're already remaking Transformers. How do you do that? The movie's not that old, and it wasn't good in the first place. Um, but if you look at remakes of, oh God, I had one in my head a little bit ago, now it's gone. Uh, the Great Gatsby. That didn't work out too well. Nope. Um, not great. Not great. Uh, there's a lot of other films where they tried to remake them. Uh, then again, there's also reboots of series like Batman has done a few times. Uh, the first Friday Mist of Mad Max are crazy still Sulgarian. Yeah! Definitely. But the... But back to the thing. There are a ton of video game... And this honestly isn't that new an idea. 
um, like one of the couple of pictures here that Heathen Dog put are of Super Mario Brothers uh, you know, two. Final Fantasy seven. Right, and, as I was uh, talking about. Uh, Super Mario Brothers two and the uh, Super Mario Brothers two remake on the uh... Super NES. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and that was just a one generation remake, and uh, that's actually what that actually the, that's the from Super Mario Brothers All Stars. Look, look at the background. That that's that's the biggest change. Yeah, it's a made. huge change. Well, all yeah. the yeah, it, it moves the same though. Thank goodness. Yeah. But that is actually on Super Mario Brothers All Stars for the Super Nintendo, which has. Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, and then the Japanese version of Super Mario Brothers 2, which they call Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels in America, uh, which is insanely hard. So, yeah, I'm a nerd. The, I know, all that top of my head. So, they've been remaking games like this for a while. Usually, only, like, the biggest and best games get it. And there are so many remakes coming right now, I really wonder... Is it an overload? Is there a glut? Is uh, We're going to see like diminishing returns on quality. Is it going to be a point where everyone just expects games to get remade now? Is that the new normal, where after a game is old enough, we just expect it to get remade if it's any kind of... God of War has had remakes. Um, they look great. <laughs> so, uh, the Metroid Prime series has had remakes. I just, I don't know. I'm just wondering about it. I'm still up in the air if there's too many happening. Because as someone who collects retro video games, I wonder, does it kind of pollute the wells? Like, well, if everyone could just get this new version, they'll never know what it was like to play this game in the original hardware. Well, the whole retro video game thing is is for someone with a certain mindset, you know? Right. It's like yeah, it's They're almost... not going to be taken in by the new shiny thing. Right, most kids aren't really too concerned about getting an original Nintendo setting up. People right. concerned about that are about forty. Right, they're they're us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doug says, "Mike, to the point where we make a game and just doing another game because more of more of a moot point, more of a footnote." Yeah, as games become more expensive to actually make and create, does remaking games take the place of creating new ones? Well, it all depends. I mean, how, how far back do you have to reach? If you have to reach far enough back, it's going to be just like creating a brand new game. Well, I mean, if you're reaching back to remaking Mule uh, for oh. the old old original computers, which is a fantastic trading game, um, you're going to need some major changes to make that work for a modern system. Right. Um, that's something. But if you're going back to remaking Donkey Kong, well, they've already done that. Um, Valdar's Mule. Yeah, Valdar knows Mule. So the... But if you go back to make, like try to remake the original Donkey Kong, jumping on, on girders and stuff, that could be weird. Well, you know? no, I mean they're going to have to make it more. I mean, if you reach back far enough, you have to add so much to to get a younger audience that you have to make it pretty much a completely different game. That is true. And what's interesting is in uh, thinking of that in Super Mario Brothers Odyssey, the newest Mario game on the Switch. There is a level where you're in a big city that's run by Mayor Pauline. Pauline is the girl you rescue in Donkey Kong. And after you essentially beat that level, there is a bonus part of it where you run through the city as this like super amazing song is playing and crazy stuff's happening. But you run through it in a mostly in a 2D method, and it looks almost identical to the original Donkey Kong stuff. So, that was it, like 
Yeah, it's like a homage. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very much an homage to where the inspiration for this level comes from. Yeah. And so it's really, really, that's one of my favorite parts of the game. You know, Super Odyssey is just an excellent game all because around. Because we're super old! Yeah. Balnor says you played played a lot of Mule on C64. Yes! I played it a lot on an Atari 800. Uh, four player. It was four player simultaneous. It was awesome. Screw. Oh, it was a great game. Weird by today's standards because it was, there was no combat. It was all trading and stuff, but you could screw with other people's trades. and It was really neat. Really a neat game. Um, it was the 80s nerd equivalent of a Mario Party game. Because... Like four player simultaneous. It was really cool. Okay. Aliens trading in space. So uh, uh, at, at at the end of this, what do we see as the these remakes? I mean, uh, we we've we've touched on a lot of stuff. We touched on if if you go back, you know, ten or less years, you 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 can get a, a shot for shot remake that just looks better and is possibly good. Right. A lot of the the, uh, the PS2 Xbox Dreamcast for- gen is all getting redone. Yeah, but if you reach back too far, you have to basically make a whole new game, and it may not be... Right. Basically, any further than that, they're not remaking. They're just making right. new games based off the property. Exactly, exactly. So, for for the remakes they've been doing, they haven't been reaching too far back, have they? Like I said, basically, the oldest you'll see is generally PlayStation 2 generation. There's a couple PlayStation 1 games getting remade, but those are super intensive remakes. Yeah, P- Dunk says PS1, SC4 is the limit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the limit, but not the average. The average is PS2. A- PS4 is, I sorry, PS2 is generally what's getting remade, that area, the Xbox. But the PS1 stuff, you know, you are seeing some of it, but it's a lot less. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think? Is it uh, is it good or is it bad? Um, I want to be grumpy and say it's bad, but I think it's, oh, as, it is on balance good. Because it takes these games people otherwise wouldn't get to experience at all and brings them to a modern era with modern sensibilities that make them fun to play. Because yes. um, a lot of times you'll see in like the remakes, they'll change like really brutal death mechanics and just soften those a little bit. Or if there were times where there was a boss who was just known for absolutely brutalizing people, they'll change the mechanic just a little bit so it won't absolutely kill you. Usually with stuff like that, they'll leave it, but with some things they... Like, okay, we'll actually let you continue now. Or we'll let you save the game now. Whereas before we couldn't. Right. Something like that is always good. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, I like it. I like it. I mean, they haven't they haven't reached too far back to... to uh, because if they reach too far back, they have to change the game so much. It's not It's not, right, it's it's not, not a game. remake. It's a re-envision. Yep. And that's the problem with movies today. Yeah. And when, I, I when think they, when they remake it, they, they say remake a movie. No one, almost no one remakes a movie. They re-envision a movie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Where, whereas uh, all, all the things that you were talking about that you liked, it was a remake. It was a, it was the, the game plays basically the same. The plot is basically the same. It's just that all of the, all of the, the, the graphics are, you know, brought into the modern age and uh, cutscenes are, are, are uplifted and all that good stuff, but it plays basically the same. And the plot is, I don't want to say basically, but almost shot for shot the same. Yeah. I mean, there, I, there have been some movies that were shot for shot remakes. Like there was a remake of uh, psycho that was shot for shot. Yes. And very different. And even then it's still very, how much money did that make? Yeah. Not much. There you go. 
But then it didn't cost as much to make because you didn't have to pay a ride or anything, I suppose. True. But, but, uh, but I think that Best Remake was the Dance with the Wolves remake. Was there a Dancing with the Wolves remake, Elgarian? That's got to be a joke. Elgarian's joking. Elgarian jokes, please. Uh, Duncan said, I wouldn't have problems for new games coming out of um, comparable creative quality what I liked back then. Between this and rehashing the sequel, it seems like the industry's in a rut. Oh, Avatar. Oh, yeah, in a way, yeah. Oh, Avatar, yes. Yeah. Dan- dances with first, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but the, yeah, I think that bec- with the rising cost of creating a video game, remaking one becomes increasingly attractive yes. to companies doing this. And so it's yeah, going to keep happening. Yeah, especially if you're remaking a video game that was popular in the beginning, you're going to get 30 to 50% of the people who bought the original game, they're going to buy it again, and then you get the new generation on top of that. Yep. So um, you're that that's just that's just printing money. Also, it acts as a good publicity for a new game in the series. Like right now, uh, there's a Shenmue 3 game coming out soon trademark. And right before that's happening, they're releasing the Shenmue 1 and 2 remake everyone's been asking for for years and years and years. Sure. Which is a super smart idea. You're going to sell more copies of both games that way. So I'm, you're definitely going to see more of that happening in the future. Uh, right now, there are actually studios dedicated to just doing remakes. They already exist. Well, uh... Uh, uh, Last Warden, Samurai. That was really cool. The Last Samurai. He says the Last Samurai is like a, like Avatar, Dance of Smurfs, and stuff like that. I thought I thought it was it was better because it was a lot harsher. It was. Yeah, you know, like they were really more harsh on Tom Cruise than they were on on Blue Boy. And, yeah, on Why He Saves the Blue People. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were yeah, a lot yeah, harsher yeah. on him. They kind of beat him around a lot more, which I found fascinating. Yeah. Actually, that was supposed to be based on a true story too, as well, right? Last I Samurai? don't. I don't believe. I probably loosely be. based. I mean, but any, I think it any is. white guy they would have just skinned and said whatever. Well, not they wouldn't have skinned. They they, they would have chopped his head off. So. That's, you're thinking of the Native Americans again. Yeah. Not I'm, people. I'm, the whole. Yeah. Anyway, but that'll wrap up the RNG. Our final analysis is you're going to see more of it, and overall, it's it's pretty good. Overall, it's fine. Yeah. There overall, are some crap remakes though. There are some really terrible ones. Avoid those. Well, they won't sell, so they'll die off. Yeah, they still make them. That makes you sad. Mm. Fast and Furious is a remake of Point Break. <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is. They're both dumb films. Keanu Reeves should have been in Fast and Furious. That would have completed the circle. That would have been awesome. Anyway, he would have, he could have been the cop. Anyway. Yes. So uh, thank you, everyone. That was the RNG. Hope you liked that segment. Something to think about. That's what we do in the RNG. What, were, what was I thinking about? Yeah. That was it this week. As always, you want to check out Max Leo and Elgarian. Max Leo is streaming. He's stuck in a Saturday with Robothorium so far. Max likes it. Oh, did that, you watch it? Uh, Yeah, I like the part where the robot Thor fought the robot Iron Man. No, okay, that's a no. Okay, you didn't watch it. But uh, it was good. It, it's a good game. I mean, it's still an early access, but it's it's a good game. All right, you'll be able to check the <laughs> you'll be able to check the stream soon on YouTube. And he's still working on a tabletop RPG series. That'll be nice. Elgarian is playing Shroud of the Avatar: Forsaken Virtues Tuesdays and Wednesdays and other times when he feels like it at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. And always the best. It is as always the best Shroud of the Avatar oh, stream. No, no, play. he's also he's also doing a. a 
variety stream. That's right. He is. Yeah, Tell so us about that. Variety stream to where uh, he has 260, well, three now, 263 unplayed games in his uh, library. And he's going through all of them. And uh, at the end or, you know, at, at some point in the stream, he's giving away the game. Wow, that's to, pretty good. Of course, yeah, Algarian says that tomorrow will be his last stream for two weeks. Yes, he's going on vacation. As yeah. he, It's odd that he and I are leaving at the same time. Yes, it's weird. Ugh. So, uh, as <laughs> the, uh, so he's going to be a slight hiatus, but as always, you can check out the websites, roleplayersdeavatarrpo.com, and for help, so to help.org. Algarian will see me in our secret South American hideaway. Yes. Stream. <laughs> Here's our streaming schedule. Love it. Memorize it. Live your life by it. It is your new rules of acquisition. Acquisition of fun. Yes. No? Yes? Alright, that's good. Ah, wrong thing. So make sure everyone to like, subscribe, and cause video. You can do so through watch us live. Twitch.tv slash Subscribe. Use that prime membership for something useful. Subscribe. Monthly to release the myth. YouTube, youtube.com slash Legion of Myth. Go to YouTube, look for Legion of Myth. Tweet us at Legion of Myth. We'll tweet you back. We do that. Join our Discord channel. Have fun trips this time. We will. Make sure to follow us on Amino, aminoapps.com slash Legion of Myth. Check out G2A. You can get the audio version of this through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and find podcast aggregators everywhere. If there's an audio version of it, get it. What else should you get? Support for the Legion of Myth. A Patreon subscription, patreon.com slash Legion Through Streamlabs, twitch.streamlabs.com slash Legion Directly through PayPal, paypal.me slash Legion Get your gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. Impress your friends, intimidate your enemies. Find love with your Legion of Myth gear. And always you can cheer us when watching us live on Twitch. It's the most versatile method, most direct, and lets us know exactly how you feel at that moment. Thank you. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow the video, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your family, at a, at a bar mitzvah, at a wedding, when you're getting your teeth cleaned, tell them all. Legion of Myth is the place to be. Make sure to like, follow, or subscribe to this video, and comment, either live or, you know, on the video on YouTube. We will let comment back. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to all of our fans, our viewers. We do this for you and for our own self and for our own personal amusement. Remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great Darren Lenoff.